Locked On Bruins, your daily podcast on the Boston Bruins, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, Bruins fans, and welcome back to the Locked On Boston Bruins podcast. I'm your host, Ian McLaren, and this is a daily show where we discuss all things spoke to be, as well as take a look around the NHL. Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order. Today is Monday, April 19th. Our Bruins are coming off a very successful weekend. Continuing their winning ways, they've now won four straight, including two against the New York Islanders and on Sunday against the Washington Capitals. We'll break that all down and assess where they stand in the Eastern Conference, or sorry, the East Division, with three games on tap against the Buffalo Sabres coming up this week. Before we get into all that, uh, thank you to those who jumped on the locker room yesterday. It's a new way that we can talk about our team while games are going on or after games, breaking news, all that kind of stuff. I will be posting more information about it on the Twitter account. But uh, if you have an Apple device, go ahead and download the Locker Room app and and I'll be sure to be hosting some new things on there in the coming days and weeks. Also, a reminder to please subscribe to the podcast. If you haven't already, we're coming off a a really big week here on the podcast and I really do appreciate all the support. Uh, each new episode will be automatically added to your feed for you to download, listen, and enjoy Monday to Friday here on Locked On Boston Bruins. If you're on Twitter, you can follow along at LO Boston Bruins or Locked On Bruins on Instagram. And you can find me, Dad Jokes, and Hockey Tweets at Ian C. McLaren. Now let's get into the Bruins weekend. And it began with a shutout win over the New York Islanders to sweep the back-to-back series at home against a team that has given them big problems so far this season. Jeremy Swayman with his first career shutout made 25 saves and improved his season record to 4-1-0 with a 9.38 save percentage. Incredibly impressive NHL start for the Alaskan native and he has really helped fill the void left by earlier injury to Tugarask, as well as the COVID absence for Yaroslav Halak. And it's really raised some questions as to whether, you know, Swayman should be the backup for the balance of the season, uh, or at the very least, next season, uh, a 1A, 1B platoon situation with Tugarask if they can indeed agree on a contract extension for the best goalie in franchise history. Bruce Cassidy said, Swam is very composed. He does have some of what Tuca has. Technically sound, composed, never looks out of control. And he's a good kid who works hard. Both young goalies in Swayman and Dan Vladar have really stepped up when we needed them and good for those guys. And indeed, it was a very impressive performance for Swayman, who said he gets to watch one of the best goalies in the world every day in practice in Tuka Rask. Really fortunate to have a relationship with him now and learn from him every day. Just watching him, how he competes and sees pucks through screens, got some of the best edge work in the NHL. Fun to watch him. He's learned so much from Rask in the short time that he's been around him. You know, he said, shutouts are pretty hard to come by, so it's a special moment. Just trying to focus on one game at a time, but when you get a shutout, 
it's one you can look back on and take a lot of good things from. And uh, certainly Swayman will be looking back on a lot of big nights if things continue as they have started for him in the NHL. And again, uh, my projection for next season would be Tugarask re-signed to maybe a, a two or three year deal uh, at between five and six million perhaps. And then Jeremy Swayman serving as the backup and or, you know, a 1A, 1B situation here as Rask and Halak have done. Uh, but really doesn't seem as though Halak's services will be needed uh, beginning next year. The good thing with this game as well is that David Pasternak hit the back of the net after going seven without a goal. Defenseman Mike Riley found him with a beautiful feed that he deposited in the back of the net for his 17th goal of the season. He said he's played pretty well. He thought getting chances, the puck wouldn't go in, but the chances are there. It's frustrating when you don't score, but, you know, try not to let it get to him, and it was good for him to get that one to hopefully kickstart some more production here. It seems as though he's having a bit of an off-season Coming off that off-season surgery doesn't really look like himself, but having said that, he remains on about a 39-goal pace over the course of an 82-game season, so still down from last year, of course, not among the league's elite as he was last season, and hopefully that's just a blip and he can raise his production and get back to the level that he was at last season. His shooting percentage a bit down from last year, 14.5 career average he's now at 12.6 and hopefully you know that can regress a bit to the mean and uh, pasta can get going because they do really need him to uh, you know succeed in order for the team to be at its highest level Taylor Hall scored in that game second straight night that he had hit the back of the net and the new guys continue to fit in very well Bruce Cassidy, after Friday night's win, said that, you know, general manager Don Sweeney obviously identified areas of need. Three really good fits for the hockey club. Knowing them for a brief time, he says they're also three really good people. Wanted to get there in a hurry. Hopped in a car. Wanted to get there the next day. Wanted to be part of the team. Real nice deadline day for the Bruins. And credit to Don and his guys in the pro scouting department. It's been a week now that... These new guys have been in town. The Bruins are 4-0-0 in that time, including Sunday's win over the Washington Capitals, which we'll get to here in a moment. But first, just want to talk about 1010. It's an exclusive collection of 10 creative styles of diamond rings, designed by 10 of the most distinctive designers working today. Using only diamonds responsibly sourced from Botswana, the 10 female design masters have each produced a uniquely beautiful ring. Ideal for engagement, Mother's Day, simply a beautiful conversation piece. They're the perfect way to bring light into her life. They're available now through Mother's Day only on BlueNile.com. Just search the words 10 by 10 If you're on the hunt for the perfect, unique ring she'll treasure forever, you're definitely going to want to check this out. They won't be around for long, so find them now by searching the words 10 by 10 only at BlueNile.com. We've got a new podcast that will help you get hockey smart. The Crosscheck Podcast, hosted by Andrew Berkshire and Mary Clark, goes deeper into NHL stories than any other podcast. 
with the help of the smartest minds on ice. Follow the Crosscheck Podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts. So that brings us to Sunday's game against the Washington Capitals, which, as we have come to expect, was quite a physical, chippy affair. If you recall this time last week, the Bruins were missing four of their top six defensemen, appeared to perhaps be on the brink of slipping out of the playoffs. But now a week later, and thanks to a 6-3 win over the Washington Capitals, the Bruins are looking better than they have all season long. And while the new guys have been very good additions, it was the old guys, not the old guys, but the top dogs who came through for the Bruins to take down the Capitals, Patrice Bergeron, Brad Martian, David Krejci, uh, really helping guide this team to the win. Bruce Cassidy said, we needed that. The big boys came to play on both lines and were dangerous when that happens. And yes, it's amazing to see the Bruins finally having two top scoring lines that can take over a game at any given moment. Both lines were rolling on this day. Uh, Patrice Bergeron paced the team with two goals and an assist. His fourth multi-goal game of the season. The first goal came shorthanded with Brad Marchand drawing the assist. Uh, The Bruins were killing off a four-minute double minor and they ended up coming out of it on top 1-0. The 29th shorthanded goal that Boston has recorded with Marchand and Bergeron getting in on it. Trails only Wayne Gretzky and Yari Curry and Don Luce and Craig Ramsey for the highest combined total among teammates in league history. Bergeron said Marchand is on the puck, reading the play really well. They read off each other, trying to be aggressive. And uh, yeah, it's amazing to see this team with those guys on the penalty kill, a threat to score every time they're on the ice. It's it's really unbelievable how well they played together um, shorthanded. One of Bergeron's goals uh, marked the 21,000th goal in the club's history. Uh, Pasternak, not to be outdone, I mentioned his scoring earlier in the podcast. Uh, he recorded three assists, uh, even started... One by forcing a turnover at the Bruins' blue line, which led to some nice passing between him and Marchand, and then Pasternak found a trailing Bergeron, who buried the one-timer to put the Bruins up 5-3 with 2.15 remaining in the second. Not to be outdone, the second line came through as well with David Krejci recording his first two goal games since January 2020. He now has points in each of the Bruins' four games since the deadline, during which he's been on a line with Taylor Hall and Craig Smith. Krejci's second of the afternoon was a beautiful blend of patience, skill, and finish as he took a pass from Smith, who now has 18 points over his last 16 games, dangled around a diving Dmitry Orlov, and then sniped it past Caps goalie Vitek Vanacek. It was kind of funny because after the game, Bruce Cassidy said he wasn't going to lie. He was on the bench like... Come on, Krejci, shoot the damn thing a couple of times when he's looked off shots to make plays. And he does have a good shot, especially from the slot. So just to be able to see him kind of get that done uh, was a nice relief for everybody involved. And Marchand, uh, perhaps with the best performance of the day, two goals, two assists for the four-point afternoon, assisted on both of Bergeron's goals, and he picked up two of his own, including the tying goal at 6.33 of the second that made it 3-3 
after Washington had scored three straight to overcome an early two-goal deficit. Huge for Boston to get that third goal uh, very shortly after that um, 3-2 goal. And, you know, really, I don't know, you look at Brad Marchand right now, you see an MVP candidate uh, player. Uh, He's really carrying the team, setting the pace, and putting in the work to lead this team. It was his 700th career point in his 792nd career game, just the ninth player in Bruins history to hit that mark, uh, the fastest to do so behind Phil Esposito, Bobby Orr, Rick Middleton, and Ray Bork, Bruins legends, and, you know, Brad Marchand certainly making a name for himself as a Bruins legend and a guy who should have his jersey hung up uh, in the rafters when it's all said and done. A couple lineup notes for this one. Jared Tenorti subbed in for Jacobs Borrell. Uh, he did leave in the third period after taking a hit from behind into the boards from Garnet Hathaway. Hathaway was assessed a five-minute major and a game misconduct. The Bruins weren't able to score on that five-minute power play, uh, but uh, we'll see if the NHL takes a look at that. Wasn't the only questionable hit on the day. Yes, uh, Taylor Hall went knee-on-knee with Justin Schultz. Schultz left the game, did not return. And um, there was a questionable check from behind on Sean Corrali by Tom Wilson early in the third period. Um, Bruce Cassidy kind of said that was incidental. Corrali was on his way down. Wilson was actually prepared to hit him. That one was incidental. Not much you can do once the guy starts tumbling down. Although it certainly seemed as though Wilson had time to avoid it. And it was an unnecessary uh, check to the head. Even if he was falling down, uh, there's really no reason to do that. And, you know, perhaps it was good luck that he was tumbling down. Or else Wilson could have got even harder and higher on Corrali. Um, definitely not a good look for Wilson. A lot of Caps fans in my mentions yesterday defending him. And, uh, I wouldn't go as far as to echo Bruins, certain Bruins media members and say, you know, the Bruins need to uh, retaliate the best defense or the best response. And I said this in the game where Carlo went out was just to get the win. And that's what the Bruins did. Um, so yeah, very Questionable play by Tom Wilson again. I don't believe he deserves the benefit of the doubt in any situation, uh, but Bruce Cassidy saw it different. Um, The Hathaway hit, he said, is from behind. Tough on Jared. He's coming out with some facial injuries already. Hopefully he's not concussed. It is boarding at the end of the day, whether it's 5-2, however you look at it. uh, The refs did determine that it was 5 in a game. Uh, The Bruins, like I said, weren't able to... um, to capitalize on that opportunity, unfortunately. Zboril sat out with a non-COVID-related illness. Trent Frederick still recovering from his non-COVID-related illness, but uh, with the addition of Curtis Lazar providing some spark on the fourth line with Sean Corrales Chris Wagner, the young guy remained the odd man out. Maybe he'll get in here uh, one of the games against the Sabres. Halak has resumed skating, could join his teammates on Monday. Uh, He was removed from the COVID list on Saturday after spending 12 days on the list. And another injury note, Matt Grizzlick is progressing and could join the team for the upcoming road trip 
to Buffalo and Pittsburgh. The Bruins play three straight games during the week against the Sabres Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday, and then they play a couple games Sunday and next Tuesday in Pittsburgh before coming home to finish the month against the um, Buffalo Sabres once again. When it comes to the standings, check just real quick here. The Bruins now 25-12-6 through 43 games. They're three points back of the Pittsburgh Penguins for third in the East with two games in hand. They're now also uh, four points back of the Islanders with two games in hand and six points back of the um, Capitals for first place with three games in hand. So the Bruins with a real opportunity here to move up the standings. The Rangers still kicking around. They're four points back of the Bruins, but the Bruins do have two games in hand on them as well. Flyers really faltering here. They're now nine points back with really no chance of catching up. So really only the Rangers that have a shot here. And with these games in hand, the Bruins are more likely to move up than backwards, especially with these games coming up against the Buffalo Sabres. So a real opportunity here this week for the Bruins to uh, keep piling up the points and challenge for third, second, maybe even first in the division Uh in these coming games um, and we will fully update the east division power rankings here later on in the week but that's kind of the lay of the land with boston heading to buffalo today for these three games coming up against the sabers this week before we get to some news and notes from around the nhl let's talk about built bar the best tasting protein bar comes in 18 amazing flavors some have nuts, some don't, some are gluten-free, some aren't, so be sure to check if you have a gluten allergy or a nut allergy. They're all very tasty and come covered in 100% chocolate. They're soft and easy to chew, but they're also great for the health-conscious person. You can lose or maintain weight while indulging in this delicious treat. They're low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber, and right now go to BuiltBar.com to use promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order. That's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off your next order of Built Bars. You will not regret it. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to get in on all your sports action. They have all the major sports covered as well as award shows including the Oscars which are coming up this Sunday. Real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. They have you covered for all the news, scores, and odds, the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website, use your mobile device to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit by using promo code LOCKEDON. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Fantasy hockey playoffs are coming up, and you can get all the advice you need from our Locked On fantasy hockey expert, Scott Cullen. Follow Locked On Fantasy Hockey podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts. Let's finish off here with some news and notes from around the NHL. The Vancouver Canucks returned to action on Sunday after a very lengthy COVID-19 pause, and they beat the Toronto Maple Leafs 3-2 in overtime. Their first game since March 24th, and Braden Holtby Uh, literally stood on his head to make 37 saves for this one, including an amazing kind of windmill circus save. Uh, 
Canucks defenseman Alex Edler received a five-minute major penalty and a game misconduct for a knee-on-knee hit on Zach Hyman. Uh, No immediate update on his condition. It was a knee that was surgically repaired. So not a great night overall for the Toronto Maple Leafs, which we, of course, hate to see here on the Locked On Boston Bruins podcast. A report in Sports Business Journal claims the NHL could have jersey ads beginning as early as 2022-2023, though nothing yet has been finalized. Location of a jersey patch is being discussed and evaluated. Could be on the shoulder or chest, and the size remains unclear. So we've got the helmet ads already. Looks like jersey ads could be coming soon as well. I, for one, not really too bothered about it. Kind of inevitable at this point, as long as it's not too, you know, big or gross or glaring. Uh, I don't really care. The helmet thing hasn't really put me off at all so far. Uh, So whatever. If it means more money coming in and we get this cap moving upwards, then uh, I'm pretty happy with it. Uh, More money for the Bruins to spend. I forgot to mention Zdeno Chara missed Sunday's game against our Bruins. He's day-to-day after taking a shot to the foot or right ankle in a win over the Flyers on uh, Saturday. And boy, if the Bruins were matched up with the Capitals in the playoffs, it could be quite quite a shit show on Twitter, on the ice, <laughs> all over the place. Uh, I don't really look forward to that happening. But um, the way the Bruins are playing right now, uh, not too concerned about any of the teams in the East. I think they still do stack up against anybody in the East Division. And um, yeah, especially now after the trade deadline. And think about it. The Bruins have won these four games without Brandon Carlo. Matt Grizzlick's injured. Kevin Miller's injured. So that's half of their defense core that has been missing from this little run. If they can get... Grizzlick back, Carlo back, Miller back to play with Riley, to play with McAvoy. Uh, not really sure who the sixth defenseman would be. There's a few choices to be made. Lozon, Zborl, Tenorti even has played very well. Um, the Bruins could be very well positioned for a run here when it comes in the playoffs. And I, for one, am very excited about how this team is playing. Obviously, they're not going to go 80-3 and over the rest of the season or whatever it is, but uh, certainly looking very good and have the look of a Bruins team that could go quite deep in the playoffs. I should mention, Saturday or Sunday's game against the Capitals. The Capitals did have an edge when it comes to uh, shot attempts, when it comes to shots on goal and a slight edge in scoring chances, but that's where you know the importance of Tugaras comes in, the importance of the top guys capitalizing on their chances, and it's nice to see some puck luck starting to go the Bruins' way, and that improved scoring 5-on-5 five five is certainly making a difference. That's it for today's episode of Locked On Boston Bruins. Thank you so much for taking some time to listen. Appreciate all the support here on the podcast. Uh, Like I said, the numbers have been going up. People are excited about this team. We'll be jumping on Locker Room more and more, so please do download that if you're an Apple user. Hopefully it will be coming to Android soon as well. Uh, I had to borrow my wife's phone yesterday to use that, but got some chats in with with a couple Bruins fans while the game was going on, and it was pretty cool just to be able to interact 
uh, with some people who support the podcast and who follow the team. And uh, yeah, it's going to be a good rest of April, hopefully into May, June, perhaps even July. Uh, So let's get into it. Subscribe if you haven't already and follow at LO Boston Bruins at ENC McLaren on Twitter. Have a great Monday. Talk to you again tomorrow to preview Tuesday's game against the Buffalo Sabres, as well as update the East Division Pie Rankings. Have a great Monday, friends.